Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew. The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindahl. Wake up, West Georgia. It's time for your favorite morning podcast. It is the Morning Five for Wednesday, March 15th. And as always, it's brought to you by those friends of the Parian Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking, man, I hope I hire a lawyer today. But hey, life happens. Don't call one of those big law firms with overused slogans and thousands of billboards. We have a top-notch law firm right here in West Georgia. The Parian Lawyers with offices in Carrollton and Bremen. Personal injury, workman's comp, and everything in between. Find them at callcadenow.com. That's C-A-L-L-C-A-D-E. N-O-W.com. Local lawyers, catchy slogans, a few billboards, big results. So hopefully we won't get canceled today, Bryce, because today is International Eat an Animal for PETA Day. Let's do it. Screw PETA, eat an animal. Let's do it. That's my that's my motto. Screw PETA, eat an animal. Hey, there's an population, just... overpopulation issue around here with a lot of animals. Uh, we're doing the environment a favor by eating these animals, you know, well, whatever it is, uh, pig, cow, deer, you know, sometimes you get desperate, eat a possum, whatever it is, you know, animals are here to be eaten. That is why God put them on the earth, in my opinion. Squirrel. I mean, we talked with Brad Gordon about getting squirrel stew, Listen, right? I got to hit up Brad Gordon's squirrel stew recipe because I've never had squirrel where it is good. Granted. I have never had somebody who knows how to cook squirrel cook it for me. The only time I've ever had squirrel is me and my cousins uh, in the backwoods down in South Georgia eating it when we, you know, kill it and put it on a stick and put it over a fire. Uh, so I, I got to get Brad Gordon to cook me up some squirrel stew. I would be, you know, I would be very interested in trying that. It's also the Ides of March today. So. Yeah, that too, Brute. Big day. You know that lot. You know, there's no actual history. Uh, that shows that Julius Caesar actually said that line before he died. Really? Yeah. Um, I was reading, I was, you know, big history buff. I was reading an article the other day about a lot of misconceptions from the Roman Empire, and that was one of them, that when uh, Shakespeare had his play and he uttered the, uttered the words, et tu brute, like, it just became a common misconception, and that is actually what Caesar said. They actually said Caesar's actual dying words went, something like this oh, oh, oh that was actually what he said right before he died you get history here on the morning five as well uh <laughs> praise win last night or yesterday 15 to 5 completely destroyed uh, the orioles yesterday uh they played a team uh and that team was the philadelphia phillies Why did, oh. i thought it was the orioles too Maybe it was the Orioles the day before. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, it was the Phillies. Always a good time to beat up on a division opponent. The Braves win 15 to 5. Ozuna and Adrianza both had four RBIs apiece. What? All right. I like it. Albies had three RBIs, had a, had a monster home run. Hilliard and Pabst had a, a, added more RBIs. Bryce Elder, four innings pitch, two earned runs, and three Ks. You guess what, yeah. right? What's up? Braves said. Good job, Bryce. Uh, you're going down to AAA. Yeah, I don't blame him. He he has not pitched phenomenally this this spring training. Uh, he he went four innings yesterday, giving up two, and it lowered his ERA to a six point one seven. So he has not pitched well. I don't blame him for sending him down to 
to AAA. So that pretty much solidifies the number five starter spot to Ian Anderson to start the season, I would assume. Well, it's funny. You think he's going to be healthy? It's funny you say that because All right. who else the Braves sent down to AAA yesterday? Who was that? Ian Anderson. Really? I didn't see that. Yeah. So that means that they're pretty confident that Mike Soroka is going to be healthy enough to be that fifth starter. I Yeah, I have no idea. Wow. Okay. No I'm trying to think. Do we have a long relief man in the bullpen? Dude, I, I don't know. Hey, hmm. look in 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 Double A. I trust. There's no doubt. For sure. For sure. Right. Absolutely. But that kind of baffled me seeing Ian Anderson getting optioned down. I, I completely missed Ian. I saw Elder get optioned down, but I completely missed Ian Anderson getting optioned down. I'm really shocked about that. I. That, that has to mean they're pretty confident that Soroka is going to be healthy enough to start the season and be our fifth starter. Or they're going to start the season with four starters. <laughs> um, that's odd. That's very, very odd. I'm I'm very interested to see what the starting rotation is going to look like. Because we, we should know what the starting rotation will look like to start the season probably by next week. Because, I mean, we're only a little over two weeks away from opening day. Yeah. Uh, so, According yeah. to the AJC, the fifth starter competition is down to Jared Schuster and Dylan Dodd, two players who have not made their MLB debuts. Excuse me? Yeah. What? Schuster was the team's uh, 2020 first-round pick, had a 104 ERA with nine strikeouts in one walk in eight and two-thirds innings. Dodd, third-round pick in 2021, has struck out 11 without issuing a walk in eight and a third issues innings Billy I'll be completely honest with you I've never heard of either one of those people well you shouldn't have because they were both draft picks within the last three years that's not something yeah. that Braves really typically do but you know, good wow. uh, if they find okay. them if they find a diamond in the rough let's go sure yeah why not um that really surprised me that they're going to choose one of them over Elder Anderson or Soroka um but I, you know whatever I, I, I trust what this team does for the most part uh you know, I, I trust what AA does. I trust what the front office does. Uh, I trust what the manager does, you know, uh, Snicker. So, I, you know, I'll, tr- I'll trust them. I'll trust them until I'm proven wrong. They've, 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 they've given, they've earned that level of leniency, I think, from their fans that, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll put trust in them. We'll see where this goes. Hey, Bryce, uh, I need you to give me a preview of March Madness that starts tomorrow. Let's go, dude. I'm so hyped. I love March Madness. It's the... It's it's, it's the, my favorite time of the year because uh, you have 35 games going all at once. The brackets are amazing. Every The pomp and circumstance around March Madness, I'm super, super hyped about it. So we have the TM5 March Madness brackets going. If you are not in there, we will be posting it all over social media. Billy started it yesterday. We're going to continue today, and we're going to go into tomorrow into the first game tips at noon. We don't take into consideration – the first four play-in games that I think are today. Um, so don't worry about those. The, the, do what? Started yesterday. The play-in game started yesterday? So, yep. yeah, we don't we don't take into consideration those. We don't lock our brackets until the round of 64 starts uh, tomorrow, tomorrow at noon. So don't worry about the play-in games. All those teams are going to lose anyways in the first round. Uh, so join that. It's a $50 Amazon gift card we're giving away. Um, no entry free, uh, no entry fee. The fee is free. Uh, so get in there and try to win a $50 Amazon gift card. The number one seeds, Billy, Bama, Houston, Purdue, and Kansas. And I listed them in 
the order of what I think the favorites are. Bama's my number one, Houston my number two, Purdue three, and Kansas four. Uh, Kansas is sort of an anomaly right now because Bill Self uh, in and out of the hospital with that surgery. I don't know. He should be back for the tournament. I don't know like what sort of condition he's going to be in. We'll see. So that's my list of three seeds right there. Bama one, Houston two, Purdue three, and Kansas four. Let me argue. Now the bet. Real quick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bama, I agree, being number one is the favorite. I would move Houston all the way down to four. Um, they've had a great season. There's no doubt about that. But there is zero chance that they win the national ch- title. Zero chance. Because history shows that coming out of the conference that they're in will never make it. They may not You're even right. final four. It's it's the Gonzaga syndrome over again, you know? It's we talked about this. It's when you come out of that conference or come out of those like, you know, uh mid-major conferences and you're not tested with big men like Bama, Purdue and Kansas have been tested all year long, you're a 1000% right, man. That strength of schedule doesn't hold up. Uh Houston is very very talented. I like them a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, your argument is a thousand percent valid. We see it year in and year out and suckers like me get suckered into picking Houston as, as the number two favorite in the tournament. Uh, the best of the rest, in my opinion, uh, these are, these are, you know, two, three, four seeds, Arizona, Texas, Xavier, UCLA, Tennessee, and Marquette out of that group. Marquette is my favorite. Uh, their tempo is very fascinating. They're one of the nation's fastest on offense, but they are super slow paced and a crawl on defense. They're a very grindy defensive team. Uh, this prevents the the Marquette Golden Eagles from getting into a track meets, which sometimes does pay off for them. And, but it allows their offense to run really smoothly, a, a prolific offense that runs to the Big East Player of the Year, Tyler Kolick, one of the nation's best distributors. The Big East champions run into trouble against paint-dominated teams that clean the ba- glass and convert on second chances. A- as we know, that is the perfectly described Big Ten teams, and they will not face a Big Ten team unless they get to the Elite Eight, and that's Purdue, who is the number one seed. So I like to see Marquette go all the way to the Elite Eight. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Marquette makes it to the Final Four or the National Championship game. UCLA is a very, very talented team. Yep, that's the one I'm picking because I, I love Marquette, man. I think no, I'm I'm taking UCLA. UCLA has been so talented all year. They lost Jalen Clark. That's a huge blow. There's no doubt about that. But they have two senior guards. UCLA. Let's think about this. Yeah. yeah. Two senior guards at UCLA that are playing right now in, in uh, Jamie Jackass Jr. and Tiger Campbell. They are phenomenal. They've played well all year long. Their defense is what impresses me the most. Their defense, I think they're only averaging 60 points a game from opponents. That's it's something super low. It's, yeah, 60.3. Yeah, nuts. Yeah. Barely, barely into the 60s. So that that has me, I, I'm pretty sure I either have them in the Final Four or in the National Championship. I can't remember off the top of my head. That's how far I... They, I it's I, a very easy West for UCLA. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. I'm just a little scared about UCLA not having Jalen Clark. That's the only way. That's the only reason I'm shying away from them. And I say I'm shying away from them. I think I still have them in my elite eight. Uh, But if they had Jalen Clark, honestly, Billy, I might choose UCLA to win the national championship because that's how much they are. When you have two senior guards at UCLA seniors, UCLA never has seniors. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's nuts. 
that's honestly what you see most like outside of the Kentuckys, the one and dones, you know, that kind of thing when you when you see that. But when you have senior laden guards, the the seniors that are carrying the ball the most, that's that's what wins championships a lot. Bingo, bingo. Kind of an elder team. That's sort of where the NCAA basketball forum has gone into right now is these senior laden teams or these older teams making deep runs. I love to see that, man. It's sort of a race, the one and done thing, um, which, which I'm a, I'm a big fan of. I, I never liked the one and done. I understand why it was there. I understand why kids did it. I hated it because you never got to be accustomed to players that played on the team. You would have, you know, you'd have three or four kids that would be there for one year. And the next year you'd have three or four, like it, it didn't get you personally invested into these young men's lives. You know what I mean? Right. And I, I think that makes for a better tournament, in my opinion. It makes, makes for better stories. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I love Marquette. I think Marquette is my favorite of this group just because UCLA doesn't have Jalen Clark. Huge, huge UCLA fan. If they had Jalen Clark, I would I might pick UCLA as my national championship winner. They're phenomenal. Tennessee's good. Uh, they've gone through a gauntlet in the SEC this year. The SEC is a phenomenal – listen, I want to give props to the SEC. Who is the, um, who's the commissioner of the SEC? Sankey? Yeah. Uh, Sankey. So I remember five to seven years ago, Sankey coming out and telling all these big time SEC schools, get your you know what in order. We are the premier dominant football conference in the world or, you know, in college football. Right. We also want to be the premier dominant basketball conference in college basketball. And this move started five to seven years ago with all of these schools, all these big schools, your UGAs, your Bamas, your Tennessees, et cetera, pumping millions of dollars into the basketball program. Uh, and it's shown. I mean, the SEC, in my opinion, the SEC this year, probably the best basketball I've seen all year. Uh, the ACC was good. Yep. Big 10 was not very good. Uh, Pac-12 was good. Big 12 was good. But in my opinion, the SEC was the most competitive, fun, entertaining basketball this year and, and big props to Sankey and the SEC and all the schools involved in the SEC for pumping money into their basketball program because it's it's paid dividends and, and we're going to see it in this tournament in my opinion with with Tennessee uh and I mean you have your number one seed Bama and then you have uh, another team that we're talking about Texas A&M in, in a little bit so I, I like Tennessee they've gone through the gauntlet Xavier I think is also good Texas uh probably last on my best of the rest here um, but yeah, I think I think Marquette and, and Arizona this year, they're not the Arizona of old. They're not the Arizona that, you know, can go all the way to the national championship. They're a good team. They're a two seed. Uh, I'd be shocked if they made it past the elite eight. Um, but yeah, I think I think the two best in the best of the rest between Arizona, Texas, Xavier, UCLA, Tennessee and Marquette. I think in my opinion, it's Marquette and UCLA. They're a cut above the rest. And then the next is Tennessee, Texas. And then the kind of the bottom tier is Xavier and Arizona. And then horses. for my dark dark horses, sixth seed or lower, these are my dark horses. So my my top two dark horses right now are Memphis and Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a perfect storm of a team that grabs offensive rebounds, gets to the line, makes free throws, uh, really good defense. They're led by a sixth-year senior, Dexter Dennis. Uh, they frustrate opponents. They run man-to-man pressure and disrupt the, pa- disrupt the passing lanes. Uh, however, if they're not getting to the line, it could be trouble for Texas A&M as they do not shoot the ball very well from the field. The Aggies will be a popular pick, uh, finishing the regular season on a 16-3 to run. Uh, they really starched it. I thought they were going to have a chance of beating Bama in the SEC Championship. They did not. I'm, a, I'm really high on Texas A&M. I'm also super high 
on the Memphis Tigers. The Tigers turn defense into offense as they are one of the nation's best fast break point teams. Beyond that, their team that thrives inside the arc and they push the pace on offense with the leading scorer Kendrick Davis and DeAndre Williams forming a dynamic duo. Memphis doesn't rebound particularly well defensively and they're very vulnerable to hot three-point shooters. Uh, I, I think Memphis will last very long in, in everybody's bracket if they can maintain the defensive pressure. I love the way they played Houston uh, in the championship for there. So my top two tier in the dark horses, Texas A&M and Memphis. Next down is Iowa. Uh, the Hawkeyes have been through the Big Ten ringer. I think they're a good team. I think they're talented. I think they're long. Uh, if they can maintain their efficiency throughout the tournament, I think they'll be a team to watch. They make free throws. That was very key. Like, their efficiency the, from the free throw line is ridiculous watching Ohio State Iowa games earlier in the year and it's just so talented and they they don't shoot well from beyond the arc but they do really well at no. um from inside like their their efficiency inside is ridiculous and they take, take care of the ball they're, like, top and they're team. really good defensively really solid defensively yeah so I mean that's that's something to, to consider too when you're And, and my next two are Charleston and Utah State. Uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of high on Charleston. I think they might be my my super dark horse. Uh, the Cougars may lack a, a game-breaking star, but they have five players that will score in double figures on a nightly basis. That's not easy to slow down. They push the tempo. They are a top 100 team in offensive and defensive efficiency, uh, but they do lack that perimeter precision uh, in a concerning way, trying to cherry pick first round upsets. A lot of the first round upsets you see are teams that can get hot from beyond the arc. Charleston's not one of those. Utah State, uh, they're fun to watch. They're an offense that ranks one of the tops, uh, one of the tops in the nations for most efficient. Uh, they can they can beat you from inside and outside the arc with junior Stephen Ashworth and senior forward Tyler Funk. Uh, both both potent threats from long range. Uh, if the shots are falling like they have been all season, Utah State is a team that opponents don't want to face in March. Utah State kind of fits the mold for that perfect first-round upset type team because they can get hot from deep and because they can knock down the three-point shots. So uh, Memphis Memphis and Texas A&M are sort of my higher-tier dark horses than Iowa's in that second slot, and then Utah State and Charleston kind of fall into that third tier right there for your dark horses. All right, cool. We've got the tournament starting tomorrow. Cannot wait. All right, Bryce, uh, and free agency begins today officially at 4 p.m. is when I... Oh, it's, it's been going on for a week. Well, <laughs> NFL tampering has been going on for... Legal tampering has been going on since Monday at noon. Uh, but let's talk about uh, free agency. Uh, Falcons have retained Caleb McGarry on a three-year, $34.5 million deal. Keeps the right tackle set. Uh, you've got your left tackle. You just locked up your guard. Now we just need to find another couple of interior linemen, and I think we'll be okay. Caleb McGarry was, was pretty decent uh, last year. He wasn't. That was. A, I feel like that was a really team-friendly deal too that they signed. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's something to to consider. Elsewhere in the division, uh, the Panthers and Andy Dalton have agreed to a two-year, ten million dollar deal. I guess he's going to be the backup. I guess. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah. To whoever they draft it's it's going to be interesting because they got the number one pick now so um i'm assuming that'll be cj strad 
Stride. Stride. Stride going to the Panthers. That'd be pretty cool. We'll, we'll be able to go see CJ Stride this year when they play the Falcons. I, I'd do it in a heartbeat. I, I, a thousand percent, me too. We saw him already in that in that building. Um, yep. Cowboys have re-signed Vander Esch to a two-year $11 million deal. That's a pretty good deal for, for Cowboys, in my opinion. Yeah, if he can stay healthy. Uh, if he can stay healthy, he can definitely contribute. But health has been the main concern for Vander Esch over his NFL career. Uh, the first, Good. When he's on the field, he's good. Yeah, the first big wide receiver came off the board yesterday. Alan Lazard has agreed to a four-year $44 million deal with the Jets. <laughs> oh, so let me get this straight. So Lazard is going to the Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, it's uh, a lot of smoke going to the Jets, right? Like a lot. So we have, we'll, we'll tease that in another cup of coffee. We do have that topic to bring up in another cup of coffee uh, with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets and what he has told the Jets he wants. Oh, okay. Uh, the yeah. Lions, David Montgomery agreed to a three-year, $18 million deal. MCDC gets him a good running back. And there was, there was smoke around here about the Lions wanting a running back. They thought they might draft a running back. I think they have the eighth or excuse me, the ninth or tenth pick or somewhere like that. Um, there was smoke where they thought they might draft B. John Robinson. Now that they have David Montgomery, I would not be shocked to see them draft a Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, and get Jared Goff another weapon up there in, in Detroit. Uh, right now, the Lions are a top ten favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. That doesn't surprise me. As talented as that team. I'd love to see it, man. Uh, yep. Cornerback James Bradbury is returning to the Eagles on a three-year deal worth $38 million. It sounds like he's he and Jason Kelsey are the only ones returning to the Eagles from last year. Yeah, that's about it. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. about all they have. It hurts. Oh, <laughs> uh, Tennessee Titans are getting Arden Key for three years at $21 million. Good. It seems like they're in rebuild mode, honestly, in my opinion. I think the Titans are starting their rebuild mode. Uh, defensive lineman Charles Amenahue. I don't know. I've never heard of this guy. This. To sign He's good, though. I looked up his stats. I was like, how have I never heard of this kid? Uh, Two-year, $16 million deal with the uh, Chiefs. So, big deal for them. And then the Broncos agreed to a two-year contract with Samaj P. Ryan. That team is poo. It was poo. It's getting better. It's st- it still is poo. As as long as you have Mister Unlimited at quarterback, you're gonna be poo. I I think his I think his time is done. I think his candle has been burnt, in my opinion. Well, they they spent a lot of money on him. A lot. They of did him and Sean Payton. Oof. Yeah, a lot of money, a lot of draft capital. Billy last night in the Marine South scoreboard. Uh, for baseball, Villarica had a doubleheader versus Creekside. Won both of them, eighteen to two and eleven to nothing. Heard County beat Landmark Christian twelve to four. Billy, you were at that game. How did Heard County look last night? Hey, it was cold as you know what. It was. Uh, it was super cold. Yes, we were at the middle school game and I was freezing. Dude, I, I'll I'll tell you, Casey. Casey was worried he was about to get hypothermia. Like that's that's how bad it was. <laughs> Like he had to, he stopped calling the game in the middle of the sixth inning and said, "You've got this," and I had to call the rest of the game. Um, but no, uh, great game. Um, had our player of the game went four for four with three RBIs with a with a solo shot. So it was. It I was think that's pretty good. Her county, uh, they they looked good. Um, Sammy Calhoun pitched very well, and then uh, it was it was a good game for them. Awesome. Uh, 
glad you got out there. I was going to listen to it, but we went out to a middle school game and froze our butts off. So that was a uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Carrollton beat Creekview last night, eleven to two. The Trojans erased an eight to two deficit to win eleven to ten in extra innings over Creekview. John Cobb picks up the win in relief, going four innings. The offense was led by Carson Sewell, who had four hits, Luke Turner with three hits, and Andrew Albertus with two hits. Central falls to Cedartown one to nothing last night, and Bowden falls to Bremen ten to nothing in baseball. Over in soccer, Temple splits with Douglas County. The girls win two to one. The boys fall ten to nothing. Uh, Central falls to Cedartown. Girls five to nothing, and boys one to nothing. Bremen beats Cartersville five to one. Girls and boys to one, two to one. And then Bowden falls to Mount Zion, seven to nothing in the girls and eight to nothing on the boys' side. On the Smiths floor covering games and events calendar for tonight, baseball, Villarica is at Jackson at 555. Mount Zion is at Fayette County at 530. Carrollton is at home versus uh, Trinity Christian at 555. And Bremen is at Temple on 530, a game that you will hear on Hometown Sports Media tonight. I will be on the call for that one. Might have a special guest commentator on there. Uh, still up in the air who it's going to be, um, but I might have a special guest commentator for the Bremen at Temple baseball game tonight at 530 on Hometown Sports Media. I may come In lacrosse, there. Bremen, uh, uh, do what? It's not me being the commentator, but I may come out there just to watch. Bremen at Temple. You might be the commentator. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, so special, possibly a special guest commentator. Might be Billy. Who knows? Might throw a wild card in, in the wrench. Uh, in lacrosse, Bremen at Fayette County. That's girls at 530. And then Carrollton at Trinity Christian. That is boys at 6 p.m. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Indeed, sir. I forgot to pre-make my coffee last night, so I haven't had any coffee this morning. I am dragging. Yeah, I get that. Another cup of coffee brought to you by our friend Hannah Strawn who is a realtor at with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. She is killing it right now on social media. Every- yeah. Went to go see her uh, son play yesterday. He played a doubleheader. I think he went four for six with two RBIs. Wow. Four for six? Yeah. Six at bat? Four for six. Yeah, a doubleheader. Oh. Doubleheader. Two games. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Wow. Um, six yeah. But I did, I did learn yesterday. Awesome. We were out there freezing our butts off. Yeah. If the middle school has a doubleheader, they only play five inning games. Uh, which was very welcomed. <laughs> sure. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Diamond, the owner of the uh, regional sports networks, at including Bally Sports, for 40-plus teams, they filed for bankruptcy yesterday. Ugh. Yeah, that doesn't sound good. Um, it's not good. Uh, we've talked about this before Bryce you know maybe Apple can pick up the the tab I you know and just, just we need something we need our we need our broadcast our baseball broadcast there's no doubt and uh, yeah I'm not and I'm not terribly worried about it because this is all this is all TV so we'll still have radio right. so I, you know you know me I love listening to baseball on the radio um so I you know I'm not terribly worried about it but it is going to be an interesting it's going to be interesting to see to see what happens, especially with all the bank uh, failures and stuff over the past couple of days, see how that affects this. So, um, very interesting, very interesting, interesting storyline to follow. Remind me to tell you about that bank story, but anyway, oh, um, oh. <laughs> Anthony Davis out for night two of a back-to-back after leading the Lakers to a win. He, it's you want to talk about like 
incredible talent, but just can't stay healthy. You know what I mean? Yeah, him and Zion are sort of the same in that in that sense. It's just tough. Um, the Oilers' Drysidle, he is the best player on the ice, reaches a hundred points. Um, yeah, that's, that's what their coach said after the after the game. That's what their coach said after the game. For that game, he said he thought he Leon Drysidle was uh, the best on the ice by country mile. Is what Jay Woodcroft said about that. Now, how, how good is Leon Drysidle? just in a vacuum and how much better is he playing with uh connor mcdavid he's top 10 he really is oh even without mcdavid yeah. he's oh, okay well never mind <laughs> um michael malone on the slump with the nuggets nuggets have been on quote cruise control yeah this is a team that i honestly thought was going to have a chance to win the nba championship and I, they have not played well i mean they have they I mean, that's app. They've been on cruise control. They've been five and five uh, the past 10. I mean, you have to go all the way down to ninth in the West to get a worse record in the last 10. They've lost four in a row right now. Um, and, and the Memphis Grizzlies are only three games behind them. And, they're, and the Grizz are doing this without jaw. So uh, the Western Conference getting very interesting here towards the end of the season. Aaron Rodgers gives the Jets a wish list of free agents. Do you, do you think... <laughs> that Alan Lazard was one of those wish lists. He was. He was. So the wish list for Aaron Rodgers is this. Alan Lazard, for some reason, who they've already signed. Randall Cobb. Um, no idea why. I think he's friends with Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb hasn't been productive in, I don't know, what, four seasons? Like uh, with, which is baffling. Mercedes Lewis, the tight end, when the Jets already have two really good tight ends. And, and not, not newsflash, folks. The Jets have three really good wide receivers. Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, and uh, Garrett Wilson. Like, it, it's not like they don't, it's not like the cupboard is bare up there in the wide receiver room for the Jets. Uh, and then the last person that Aaron Rodgers wants is Odell Beckham Jr. So, Aaron Rodgers, free agent wish list, Odell Beckham Jr., Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, and tight end Mercedes Lewis. Billy, none of those four people that I just mentioned in my opinion are any better than anybody the Jets have on the roster currently right now yeah I I, I, don't, I would not do this if I was the Jets they're gonna they're gonna do it and it's not gonna pay off it's not this is this is a horrid four years for 44 million dollars for Lazard Lazard hasn't been over 700 yards receiving I don't think ever in his entire career well I, I don't I don't like uh, I don't like this. anything to do with the quarterback I, what? Maybe I like. You know, I I don't know. Garrett Wilson's excited about it. He posted on Twitter like when there was a lot of fire about Aaron Rodgers coming to the Jets that he just posted the the eyes emoji. So I know he's pumped about it, but we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I'm just I'm just not a fan of it. I mean, I mean, Lazard Lazard has never. The most receiving yards he had last year was 788 with Green Bay. And Green Bay had no one else to throw to. I mean, there was no one up there. Randall Cobb hasn't had over 700 receiving yards, but once since 2014. Randall Cobb's career is over. Mercedes Lewis, he's been in the league for forever. Last year, do you know how many yards receiving Mercedes Lewis has? He played 17 games. He had 66 yards. 66 yards, Billy. Yeah. He had seven targets all year. Why does why does Aaron Rodgers want him? 
I don't, and OBJ is coming off his like 39th ACL injury. I mean, OBJ hasn't had a full season in like five years. I, I don't, this is a horrible move for the Jets. Getting, getting Aaron Rodgers is a good move for the Jets. I mean, I think the Jets had a good team, but if, if, if it's going to take all these free agents to get Aaron Rodgers there, no thank you. Yeah. And then finally today in 1988, the NFL's St. Louis Cardinals officially move to Phoenix. St. Louis loses the Cardinals and they get the Rams and they lose the Rams. <laughs> uh, but now they have the Battle Hawks of the XFL. There you go. So congratulations. Bryce, you got anything else for us? Ah, man, I'm good. Let's get out of here on a uh, Wednesday. Today is hump day. All right. Uh, let's get, enjoy the Ides of March today. It is hump day. Uh, hopefully it'll be a little bit warmer today. Maybe. Fingers crossed, man. I got to check the weather tonight. I might have to bundle up and bring a personal heater. Dear Lord. Uh, yeah, that was something that we did not have last night. And Casey, we forgot about it. Um, for Bryce Marling, <laughs> I am Billy Lindahl. We will talk to you tomorrow. Same time, same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors. <laughs>